FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. it's Monday, which means we are here for After Hours. And today, I want to talk about the things we talked about with Mitchell Weiss last week. How can we make our government work better? And guess what? There is a role for every one of us. Now, at the end of the episode, Mitchell talked about the fact that we should vote. And of course, we should vote. That's for sure. You saw this year and in other years, but really this year, the power of people going to the ballot box. We saw a surge in turnout in the U.S. election. And whether you're in the United States or not, of course, people watch our elections here in the States. So I'm sure many of you were impressed by how active people were at the polls. And so that's good news, feeling good about that. But that is not enough because beyond just going to the voting booth, we can also do something. We can think entrepreneurially about how we engage with politics. And that's what I want to talk about today on After Hours. Now, as many of you know, and if you don't know, then I guess you haven't been listening long, but that's okay. I'll catch you up. I am a big believer in what I call the 10% approach to life, the idea that we spend at least 10% of our time, money, and energy working on side projects to start entrepreneurial ventures on the side. Well, in my latest book, Fear of Missing Out, Practical Decision-Making in a World of Overwhelming Choice, I talk about how one can take that same approach to making change in the world. And I call that being a 10% activist. And that means getting involved in some Thing, and it could be a nonprofit, it could be a political organization, it could be a campaign, it could be many things. But the idea is that you're getting involved in something to make the world better. Because right now, we don't just need people going to the voting booth or sending money to candidates. We need them actively working to solve problems where they have a stake in generating a positive outcome. And that's really important because traditional politics, and you know, I've always loved politics. I always followed politics. I grew up in the state of Maine and I really liked the fact that we had a diversity of politicians. We had, I remember at one point we had our two representatives to Congress were men who were Democrats. We had an independent governor, Angus King, who's now a senator. And the two senators at the time were women who were Republicans. So I thought that was kind of neat. And as a result, Mainers are kind of independent. And so I always liked politics and and I went to school in Washington, D.C., and I worked on the Hill as an intern. But then as I got older, my engagement with politics really turned out to be one of two things. I gave somebody money, and people would ask for money for their campaigns, and you write a check, and you're sort of like, okay, done, check. Or they'd want you to knock on doors or something or call people and ask them to vote. Both of those are worthy activities. I don't want to dismiss them, but I like to think of myself as more than just a checkbook or somebody who can make phone calls or knock on doors. And same with you. I mean, those are good things to do, but really, I don't know. I don't find them that fulfilling. There's no ownership, right? And being an owner of something, having a stake in something, well, yeah, you have a stake in terms of you want a particular outcome, but really working towards pushing it forward Make it so that if you weren't there, it wouldn't be as good as it is with you there. That's what it's all about. That's how a 10% activist thinks. And so today I hope to inspire you to maybe go out and become a 10% activist. And so there's a couple of things I want you to keep in mind. Number one, 
when you're a 10% activist, you're not just sending in the check or knocking on the doors, you're taking an active role. So that means actually trying to contribute ideas, come up with strategy, take an ownership role in what's happening so that you can contribute in a meaningful way. That's important, not just because it's way more fun, but because you become more essential to the project and you get more and more involved and you learn more and you become better so that in the future you can do more. So I would recommend, for example, say you're getting involved with a nonprofit, try to get on the board. Try to take some sort of role where you're working there. You're pushing things forward, not just setting a check in or showing up once in a while. If you're working for a campaign, same thing. Number two, money is great. Everybody needs money, but you can add a lot more than money. And so remember, it's your ideas. It's your ability to bring people into something. It's recruiting new people. It's coming up with solutions. It's pushing them forward. It's putting in sweat equity. Those are the things that matter. Money is wonderful, but lots of people have more money than you. Lots of people have more money than me, but I have lots of special things I can contribute. So thinking carefully about what you're good at, what you like to do, you may be great at cooking. Maybe you can cook a dinner and host uh, something at your home for a candidate or an organization. Maybe you know how to make a logo. Maybe you know how to come up with marketing pitches. Whatever that is for you, figure it out and try to bring it to the table to help an organization. Tudo bem, meus queridos fomo sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Number three, look for an ongoing role. You know, it's nice to work on a couple of things here and there, but if you can sustainably keep working on something, you can add much more impact and get more involved in the future and learn more and meet more people and just make the whole thing much more enjoyable. Number four, always focus on what you can learn. Think about what you want to take out of an organization. Now, we talked about you contributing things that you're already good at. What are the things that you don't yet know that you want to learn and how can you go about learning them? For me, for example, I'm an or involved in organizations where, yes, I'm, I'm helping because I understand financing or how to make a budget, but also I want to learn from other people. Oh, how do we hire people? How do we interview people? Things that I haven't done as much in my career. And so you can always look to be learning as you're contributing. Number five, have a stake in the outcome. Know why you are there because that is going to give you the passion, the involvement, the excitement that keeps you engaged even when you maybe don't feel like doing it 100% or you're busy or stressed out or gets a little annoying or somebody makes you a little bit frustrated. If you know why you're there, what you're trying to get out of this, what you're trying to achieve, you're going to be committed and the whole thing will make sense. And so I think that's really important. It's just like with an entrepreneurial venture. You stay committed because you see the point of your commitment. And it's the same thing with anything else. So that's really important. Now, I do want to give you one great example that I think just for me embodies how to do this the right way. And I want to tell you about my friend Dan Brentro because he really did this. And I think it's a special example 
And I actually found him so amazing that I wrote about him in the Fear of Missing Out book. So let me just read this to you. Dan Brentro's introduction to Friedrich's ataxia came four years ago when a genetic test confirmed it as the cause of his daughter Raina's balance and coordination issues. Within a few weeks, the family was on a plane from their home in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia to meet one of the world's leading FA researchers. In their meeting, the Brentros discovered that the disease has no cure. It's very rare, it's very aggressive, and it typically places a child into a wheelchair before the end of high school. FA is also associated with early mortality and can take the lives of patients when they are in their 20s or 30s. Although they were devastated, the Brentros had a reason to hope. A small but growing cadre of researchers were looking for a cure. Critically, unlike many other rare diseases, the biological mechanisms behind FA had already been identified. And so at that point, I'm going to stop reading now and just tell you the rest of the story. Dan figured out that there was actually a scientist that lived close to their home in the same city who had been doing research, but had run out of funding. So Dan decided to start a fund to raise money. He basically mobilized the entire community to raise $75,000, which he did. He ran a marathon, he got things going, and they restarted the research and it is ongoing. And so he did that. He ran it. He was the face of it. Raina was involved. The family was involved. Involved, the community was involved, and he built something. And he has gone on to raise more money, to work for a cure, to connect with other people, inspire other people. And Dan's story is so entrepreneurial. And I felt really excited about it because he called me early on thinking about this. He was the one who said, I want to be a 10% activist. And I connected him with some other people I knew who were entrepreneurs to help him make a video for his page to raise money. And he took this very incremental approach. He didn't quit his job. He didn't have to do that. He did this part-time and look at the impact he had. So think like Dan, start small, get involved, drive the car, have a seat at the table and try to do something that makes your world a little better. And with that, I hope I inspired you a little this week. If you have an idea or an experience you want to share, please reach out. You can find me at letsconnectatpatrickmcginnis.com, on Twitter at pjmcginnis.com, on Instagram at patrickjmcginnis. And I have been getting mail from some of you and I've been enjoying hearing what you think. So definitely let me know if you have questions or ideas and we will mention them on a future show. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 